Good day and welcome to Practice Blueprint, the podcast. Each episode of Practice Blueprint captures our success and shares it with other practitioners. Our success is based on already making big mistakes so you don't have to. See, over the years, we have been fortunate to capture a proven, sustainable, and successful program which will eliminate fear, frustration, and stress while it advances your competency and your confidence so that you can develop a sustainable, profitable, natural health business. This system is built by practitioners for practitioners. It is not theory. It has been proven with over 30,000 clinical hours of hands-on experience to support it. In each episode, we will address real clinical challenges with proven, accessible solutions any practitioner can benefit from. This, in turn, will position you to develop that natural health business you've always dreamed of. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of Practice Blueprint. So in getting started with our session together, I like to kind of pick up where we left off, which was yesterday. We, we didn't have a chance to have some time together, but you got to experience, ex- practice, learn mm-hmm. some things yesterday. Any comments or feedback or questions, things that you want me to maybe clarify or revisit or any of your thoughts or any of that fun stuff? I just had a question. I yes. noticed, well, of course you have your own supplements, uh-huh. tinctures, uh-huh. and you only use standard process and a couple others. Why have you not used others or branched um, out? Because that's a great question. Because whole food, whole food concentrates, herbal remedies, and nutraceuticals, if you have one line of each of those brands or three of those types of product lines, you're going to resolve 90 plus percent all cases that ever come to you. Mm-hmm. You don't need more tools. What I find with practitioners is they need to become more skilled in using the tools they already have. Here's the biggest mistake I see with most practitioners. They keep spending more and more money and time and time and time on more and more stuff and, going and getting more and more broke. Yeah. See it all the time. More confused. Yeah. <laughs> I do love we, the simplicity of your system. For sure. We think, and this is because of our nature, right? We love helping people. We want to serve. We want to see them empowered and heal and all that stuff, right? Then we know they can. We know they can, right? Here's the problem. We think we have to have a room full of bells and whistles and shiny objects to make that happen, and we don't. The next thing is going to make my practice go. The next big thing, right? The next, you know, the, the silver bullet is what the my silver bullet. physician just said this week. Oh, yeah. this is going to be a silver bullet. I'm like, yeah. no, it's not. There's no, such, <laughs> there's no such thing. Here's what my experience has since 1998 and then and subsequently clinically since 2001. The silver bullet is the things we're going to talk about today. This is the silver bullet. Mm-hmm. Positioning people to be successful mm-hmm. through proper communication, the right structured system of intake, follow-up, communication, education, callback, right? When you have all that in place, that's the silver bullet. Why? Because their health is their responsibility. It's mm-hmm. not yours. Mm-hmm. Their health is their responsibility. It is not yours. So we get, you know, the Zyto scans and we, I mean, all these different, right? All these de- plethora. Of, I got three different light therapy devices for crying out loud. I'm not preaching. I'm preaching the choir. I mean, because I'm, I'm one of the guys that's... You're <laughs> I've spent a lot of money on stuff over the last 20 years, right? But here's what I know that works consistently, day in and day out, week in and week out, client after client after client. Perfectly, no, but consistently. 
is positioning them to experience what you have to offer through good education, good intake, good systems, right? good handouts, consistency of your flow between whether it's Craig testing you, Tammy testing you, or Dan, right? When you have that in place, you're gonna help 80, 90% of the people who walk through the door. In fact, one of the, the, uh, one of the rules, I guess, I guess is rule a good word? One of the principles of this office is we have this like this standing agreement amongst everybody that's here. Nobody gets to walk through the door that we can't help. In some way. Exactly. That's the mindset. Nobody walks through that door ever that we can't help in some way, shape, or form. Sometimes it's that we have to refer them to someone else. Sometimes it's they're not a good match for us. Sometimes we're four to six weeks in and their issue, their blind spot, or their neglect, we're gonna talk a lot about blind spots and neglects, because that's what everybody comes here with, whether you're a practitioner coming here to learn from us as other practitioners, or if you're a client coming here to learn about how to restore your health and be empowered that way. Both are the same. We, clients come here, practitioners come here with blind spots and neglects. Mm-hmm. We all have them, we all have them, right? Blind spot means I just didn't know. I just didn't know any better, right? Um, I was ignorant of that fact. I was ignorant of that, that I should be doing that for me. My body responds best if I do this with it, right? But neglects are things that we already know we should be doing, things we know we should be doing better, or maybe more consistently, and for whatever reason, it's just not a priority yet. And here's the thing, write this in your notes, you are never gonna have a client more compliant than you, period. End of discussion. You will never have a client more compliant than you. It's not gonna happen. If you're not doing some form of uh, food log or daily intake management or something of that nature that you can pretty much at a moment's notice share with somebody, uh, especially a client, because they're going to look at you and they're going to ask, well, what do you do? What do you eat? Right? What do you do for movement or sleep or rest? Or what is your stress reduction plan? Right? They're going to, and they have every right to. Okay. And the one I always lay out for people is that I'm about between 90 and 93% compliant on a daily basis. Me, personally. And I can prove that with food logs and other things I can, I can show. I can just show them my, here's my supplement schedule. Come here and I'll show you in the back when we do a special session I got planned for you guys today. I think you're going to love it. It's not on the list. But I hope Becca doesn't get upset with me. Um, and I'll show you. This is where I'm at on my supplement schedule for the week. I do it a week at a time. Right? Here's where I'm at. Did I miss any doses? Because if I did, it's there. Right. It tells on me. Right? Craig's deal is, at the end of the day, just shake your tablet, your tablet container, and if it rattles, take it. That's you. Yeah, you know. When's the best time to take supplements? When your body needs it. When you remember. <laughs> when you remember. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So we can't, you know, it's called structured flexibility, right? We have to have that. So my structure does not dictate that I need all the, to- the, the bells, the whistles, the toys, right? That heart rate variability monitor that we use that in the other room there that gives me a, a snapshot picture of the autonomic nervous system in action between resting and movement, the ANS, the, the uh, sympathetic, parasympathetic pathways, the healing tone, and the fight or flight mechanism of stress. How well is that relationship taking place? If you don't know the status of that, the rest doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you do. If you don't know the status of that, that's why they talk to you, Tammy and Craig. Have you guys spent time with both or just Tammy? Just Tammy. Just Tammy. 
talked a lot about blocked regulation. Talked a lot about switching, confusion, mm -hmm. stuck. People that you give a program to and they take it dutifully and they're turning in their food logs and they're doing everything perfect and kathud, no results. Okay? Any clinic that's been in business for any length of time and sees a volume of clients has those. Now they don't want to admit it, but they have those, right? And if you don't know how to solve those cases, that's what gives natural therapeutics a bad name. You've got to know how to be able to come in and unblock those people. Mm -hmm. Or the confused case, where there's confusion in the nervous system, they're switched, mm -hmm. right? And you give them the exact right digestive aid, and instead of their gas getting better, now they got heartburn and, and muscle cramps. And they, get, they seemingly get worse. Remember we talked yesterday when I bounced in, it's like you're not giving them something to have it do something to them. You give them things to see how their body responds. That's the ideal relationship. Mm -hmm. And as a practitioner, one of the biggest things, and, and I know our session is on a lot of, on communication and retention and, 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 and all that, and all of this is, is part of the magic of making that happen really, really well, all this that we've talked about so far. One of the things I've seen happen with practitioners too is because they don't have the right communication structure in place, the program becomes an issue between them instead of it being over here, and you and I's relationship is always going to be wonderful, mutually respectful, loving, caring, nurturing, I'm gonna to listen to you, I'm gonna take in everything you got to offer me because the best doctor in the room is sitting right in that chair. It's inside of you, not me, it's inside of you. But I understand that you're having some problems with your program, so let's you and I work together and figure that out. If it's, you're missing, you know, supplement, take, taking doses of your supplements, right, for your usage, if you're not able to get your food logs done proper, whatever it is, I'm gonna help you with your neglects and your blind spots. We're gonna to work together on it and gradiently get you there. Here's the problem with practitioners. They get somebody that comes in, they, have, they, give their, they do their intake, they go all this stuff, and then they try to design a program day one that fixes everything. Biggest mistake in the planet. Mm -hmm. Biggest mistake you can make. But yet, guess what? Most all do it. Yeah. That I've worked with the three or 400 in the last 12 years, most all do it. If we sit down and really analyze what are they actually doing in their communication and structured intake of their clients from brand new to lifelong wellness partner, because that's the goal, that's the goal to move that person from a brand new person that just called your office and said, gosh, I'd what does Dr. Amy do? I mean, I'm just... I've talked to some people at church and they've, you know, I'm hearing, I'm hearing stuff, it's kind of cool and I'm like, I would like to check that out. From that point in the relationship to a lifelong wellness partner that refers lots of people over 20 years to come. That's the goal. And then all you have to ask yourselves is this, how many of those do I want? Do I want 20 a week? Four a day? I'm gonna work four days a week and get, so that's, you know, that's uh, 16 clients a week. You just have to decide how many of those kind of relationships do you want? We've got 700. 248 with us for 10 years or longer. That's pretty amazing. And the money has never been the issue, by the way. Money has never been the issue. It's about how many of those relationships do you want? And the money takes care of itself. You'll never worry about your financial future again. That's taken care of. If you focus on the problem, you get more of the same. If you focus on the solution, you get the solution. That's why all the things that are taking place in our country right now and all these groups that have kind of sprung up and all this 
activity and destruction and diversiveness and all this other stuff will never get anywhere. It'll never get anywhere. You know why? It's focusing on the problem. Nobody has actually sat down in a practical manner, in a loving, mutually respectful way of equality and, and understanding what this country was built on and said, so what is the real problem? What is the real problem? There's no problem between you and I, but let's, how do we come together and solve this? What is the best solution for that? We won't do it. Won't do it. So when the, we focus on what the, they think the problem is, mm-hmm. right, all you get is more of the same. That's just the way of the universe. I didn't make up the rules. I just know how to play within them. <laughs> I just know how to play with them, right? Because it's a whole, it's one big game. It's just one big game. You just got to know how to play the rules, mm-hmm. right? So that everybody wins. This is not a game that's designed for one person to win. This is a game that's designed for everybody to win. And the reason a lot of people come here and they're struggling in their practices or they're struggling in their education or they're struggling to connect the dots is because they have been taught that the game in this, what we're doing, well, you got to go 3-0. and No, you don't. The game is 112 to 97. You win. Got to think in terms of the real numbers. You're not gonna, no one's going to win this thing perfectly. Nobody gets, right? Nobody gets through life without risk or setback or heartache or sadness or frustration, resentment, fear. Nobody gets through life that way. But if you know how to play the game to avoid that and keep it to a minimum, <laughs> that's a fun way to play the game. So, more toys doesn't solve problems. Knowing how to take a client from when they first call Travis, say, you know, I've heard some stuff about what you're doing with, you know, diet and mental health, and I'm, I'm intrigued by this, and you talk about metals and chemicals, which, gosh, I, you know, I kind of thought about that, but can you educate me more? And they're just all over the place. Mm-hmm. They're just all over the place. Most clients are. They're all over the place. Mm-hmm. Your job is to help them reach out and grab one thing and bring it under submission and calm it down. That's it. And then the next thing, and then the next thing, and then the next thing, and then the next thing. I've had people come in, so have you guys. They'll come in and they'll say, you know, when I turn, Doc, listen. When I turn my head left, and I look right, and if I (coughs) clear my throat, this pinky triggers shuts, and I get a cramp in this cab. Now what do I do? What do I do? (laughs) We've all experienced that, right? And you look at him and you say this, Travis, I understand that when you turn your head left and you look right and you kind of <coughs> clear your throat, this get locks into a trigger finger and that locks up. Is that right? Did I hear you right? Okay. If I could only fix one thing 100%, what would it be? That's exactly how we communicate with clients every day. If I could only help you fix or correct one thing 100%, what would it be? Because they come here and they're so confused and they're splintered and they're scattered and they're going in 12 different directions at the same time. You know, I can't and they have a list this long. And they have a list this long. And if, here's, here's another thing, write this in your notes. Practitioners allow clients to dictate to them how they're going to provide care rather than the practitioner dictating how they're going to deliver care. And it's your office. <laughs> Never let a client tell you how you're going to deliver care. Else. And then they saw, like, got somewhere with that one, but then now they're with you, and they're like, well, I did this, so start there. Write on your piece of paper and do it in a uh, vertical manner. T-R-A-C. Write a T-R-A-C. Right under each other. So a T and then an R under the T, A under the R, and C under the A. T-R-A-C. Track. From the T, write trust. That's the word trust. 
The R is rapport. C is control. Oh, did I skip one? Yeah. Oh, authority. <laughs> Sorry. Authority and then control. If your system of intake, and I'm talking about from the moment the phone rings. Here's why. Three years ago, Beck and I, when, three, four years ago, when Beck first started working with me, we would sit down and have long, drawn-out conversations about how to implement and bring more and more value to the community from a national level, not just a local level. One of the things we always kind of crossed our radar was the fact that there's no competition. There's just no competition. There really is no competition. For us, for what we do, there's no competition. There's similarities. There's no competition, really, okay? Now, more than ever, the last nine months, you know what's brought on display? There's even less competition, but more need for customer service. Mm -hmm. How many of you, you know, work with a company or you know, an office or, you know, and, and, and this supposed virus has changed how they do business. Mm -hmm. It's changed how they treat you as a human being. What is up with that? Mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now, all of our businesses are going to just, they're going to just skyrocket because people are looking for us now more than ever. They've been looking all along, but now they're forced from a focus standpoint. Oh, my health, my health, my health. There's things, you know. So that helps that awareness for us, because we just step in and say, oh, let me educate you properly now. Because <laughs> you're aware of it, now we just will you know, gather you up and empower you to take responsibility for your health and stay healthy. So now more than ever, customer service, the focus of customer service and communicating with people is critical. I'm gonna give you two or three books to consider that are my favorites. This first one is called How to Win Customers and Keep Them for Life by Michael LaBeouf probably 20, 30 year old book maybe. Um, how to win customers and keep them for life. Our, there are um, some concepts that Michael wrote about 20 plus years ago. Actually it's longer than that. I read his book, first time I read his book was 1991. So that's 29 years ago. Um, there are concepts in his material that I still use to this day, every day, in communicating with people. Pretty amazing. And what's his name? last name? That I don't know, but I will, I'll, I'll take a guess. I think it's L-E capital B-E-O-U-F or B-E-U-F, something like that, Michael LaBeouf. Okay. Travis is gonna do us a solid and look it up real quick. <laughs> Next one, the thank you economy. The more recent version of old school customer service, right? Uh, that's by Gary Vaynerchuk. Actually, the last, the, this one and the next one are both by the same author, Gary Vaynerchuk. This next one, you wrote, now the Thank You Economy, he's a five-time New York Times best-selling author. Thank You Economy did the least in terms of sales of the five best, still a bestseller, but it was the least of the five. And he swears up and down on a stack of Bibles, that's his most important book that everyone should have. It's the most, because people aren't thinking right. Yeah. They don't have a great relationship with resources, with money. I mean, you think about, unfortunately, we live in a time where um, we're, it's suggested that 50% of uh, marriages end in divorce. Well, let me give you a worse number. Nine out of 10 people by the age of 65 are dead or dead broke. Mm 
So there's a worse relationship with our own resources, with our own finances, right? We, that's a worse relationship. 50% is a flip of a coin, but nine out of 10, pretty much assured, four of us at this table at 65 are gonna be dead or dead broke. One in 10 in the greatest country still on the planet for achieving stability in certain areas of our lives, access to resources, education. These little devices, 15 years ago, it cost you a million bucks to do a Facebook Live on a, on a network, even if it was to, because of the equipment. Mm -hmm. right. The equipment, the text, the sound, right? The video, right? And then the editing, and then push it out to the world. Mm -hmm. Today, you hit a button and you can talk to the world in the palm of your hand, right? So the ability to educate and communicate and have impact on people has exponentially changed everything. You know, the TV was to the radio what cell phones are now being to the TV. We are going through that big of a dynamic shift. How many pounds? You, you sit on you your couch at home, your TV can be gone, you're looking at your phone. Or we, we use our phone to project on the TV. And project on the TV from the phone. Yeah. Anything we want from our phone, we can go on the TV. Yeah. So, uh, his next one was jab, 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 right hook. Jab, 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 what? Right hook. Right hook. It's his way of describing give, 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 ask. Here's the big, one of the big problems in communication with customers that some people can have. It's a blind spot, okay? In this whole session, we're talking about blind spots and neglects. We're going to really solidify that concept, okay? Blind spots and neglects. Blind spots and neglects. We give, 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 expect instead of give, 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 ask. Mm -hmm. That's what happens. We think if I provide Amy this exceptional value that I just expect she's going to reciprocate and it doesn't happen. But if I give all of you exceptional value and then I have an ask, and oh, by the way, I'd like to ask you, share this experience Sincerely, honestly, lovingly, with everybody you know, practitioner-wise, your groups, please, would you just consider just popping up, just, just a little note. Hey, I went to Wyoming, met this dude. Becca's cool. Craig's crazy. Tammy's a great tester. Dan's nuts. You know, whatever. That's my ask, right? That's my ask. That's it. Just spread the word, right? But I got to give more than I take. And I got to give more than I ask for. And that's the other reason why all this stuff that's going on in these different cities and all this other you know, shenanigans, you can never demand your way to prosperity. You can only give your way to prosperity. You can't demand your way to prosperity. Or equality, or respect, or any of these other things that supposedly are the issue. You can't demand them. You get there by giving first. That's a universal law. It's been proven time and time again. If you want to receive, you have to give. You have to do it first. And the interesting thing about our businesses and our practices is that success, whatever that looks like for you, does not have to look like this, okay? Whatever success looks like for you demands payment in full and in advance. And that's the other thing we as people forget about. You want a healthy 15-year-old child, guess what? It starts when the baby's in the womb. 
you pay the price in full and in advance. The price for being a mom or a dad, you pay that up front. Right? If those are the commitments, now it's going to take time to materialize. Mm -hmm. It'll take time to materialize, but your commitment and the price you're going to have to pay, it, it, it wants it up front. Now you might learn some of that along the way, but it wants it up front. And then you get, you see what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, because I see that in health and aging. It's 100%. like, oh my gosh, you can't. Because I see a lot of people come in with their elderly parents. Yep. And they are like in tears that their 78-year-old mom is where she is right now. And they do anything to reverse it. Bring, yep. Bring it back 25 years. Yep. That's heartbreaking. Yep. Yeah. Yep, I know. Like you got to do the heart, like, okay, I know. that's why I don't drink, that's why I don't smoke, that's why I don't exercise, that's why I exercise, that's why I eat well yeah. at 50. Right. People are like, sure. you don't Well, 50 is the new 30. Yeah. 50 is the new 30. Absolutely. It's called the youthification of America. Have you noticed it? The last couple of generations. And by the way, a generation is only 28.7 years. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. 28.7, 28.9. That's why the Flexner Report of 110 years ago had such an impact because we're now in the third generation of pharmaceutically driven model of care as being the only thing that's valid it's because we're in the third generation of that. Mm -hmm. So it takes three generations to wipe out the, the knowledge of the past. If you can capture three generations, well, Abraham Flexner did that 1910, mm -hmm. commissioned by the Carnegie Foundation to do it, and the Rockefellers. The guy was selling oil to people, right? Mm -hmm. And calling it a health tonic. Yes. So, so... You get to the third generation of, of, of people coming up, and they don't they have no clue that this even existed. Coupled with the fact that they wiped out all their competition with that. They wiped out all their competition. Mm -hmm. Unless it they say it's not their responsibility, it's their physicians yeah. to keep you. Mm -hmm. They've been trained. Yeah. Part of the training. I can go through McDonald's and have me a Dairy Queen for an evening uh, uh, dessert, but if I just take my the stuff the physician tells me, my health is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Food has no impact. But Food has no impact. Has impact. <laughs> yeah, but here, here's the thing. It's the same delivery system. I so know. how is that? <laughs> I know. So if I drink some coffee, it has no effect on me. If I have water, drink water, it has no effect on me. Good, bad, or indifferent. Mm -hmm. But be sure and take my pill. Yeah. yeah. Same delivery system. I don't... Anyways. It's like a Diet Coke and then a hamburger, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. So... Um, I hope I answered your question thoroughly. I love, I love gadget and gizmos. I really do. Okay. I love like my heart rate variability test, but it's just a simple chest monitor, six minute lie down, stand up. It's really simple. Okay. But because of Rifton's work, it plugs me into the autonomic nervous system as a snapshot performance so that I can see if they can perform, if they can perform properly, I can restore function with their help. If they're not performing properly, you can't restore function. Performance means symptoms. Functions means health, wellness, okay? So if they're not, you gotta know how are they performing. What happens is people come in and they have all this list of symptoms mm -hmm. and we think that is how they're performing. No, that's how their body can't perform. Mm -hmm. It's a tweak in how we communicate with people, but it has an impact from day one. It impacts them, it's like, oh, the aha lights go off. And the more that you get going off with people, especially your clients, the faster they're going to embrace your, your recommendations, follow through on it, do their appointments, do their food logs, tell all their family and friends, and the one turns into three, turns into seven, to 14, to 20, right? 
And then you also back that up with the blocking and switching that they can see. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, back it up with that. Performance is getting rid of symptoms and, and wellness or function is restoring function to the body. You're not functioning properly if you have headaches all the time. You're not functioning properly if you uh, have insomnia. You're not functioning properly if you have high blood pressure, yet you're a buck ten soaking wet. Something's interfering with the body's ability to perform by design. And so let's focus on why it can't perform, but it's always going to focus on why this is over here and our relationship continues to stay. Okay, here's the deal. You have to buy time with these clients to get them well. Mm -hmm. If they come in, if your system is not, I mean, like I have five or six contacts with clients before they ever start a program. Did you know that? No. Five or six different contacts with clients. You're going to see some of it today before they ever start a program. Okay. One is the phone rings. Two is they'll watch the video or come to a class. Three is they show up for their initial visit. Take them through that. Four is they get a phone call between their initial visit and their program of care. And five is they show up for their program of care and then we might start a program. Five contacts, meaningful contacts. Why? Because I don't know about you, but I wanna be on track with my clients as fast as possible. What did we say track was? Just report authority and control. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> By the time I've had fifth contact with them, I've bought six months to a year in their minds easily. It means I can screw up. It means I might miss the mark a little bit. It means things might not go as perfectly with their program as maybe we thought it could. But I'm on track with them to get through that and have this happen. Because it never does that, ever. I don't care how good you are. As a practitioner, as an educator, it never does this. From brand new person who's never heard of you, who's kind of interested because Travis is doing some cool stuff with metals and chemicals and diet and behavioral stuff. And I, I wish he'd put it all in a book or what. I, I'm confused, but I want to go meet this guy to a lifelong wellness partner that helps him build his business. Yeah, that's the deal. And then you just decide how many of those do you want? You want to serve 100? What, one, one of the things that I did. Um, when I met uh, Mr. Bernbach, Cheyenne, Wyoming, I did a little circle, a little radius circle around it, which encompassed um, two hours. And me personally, as a practitioner, I sat down with, with, with Liana, because it was just two of us, there's nine of us now, but there was just two of us running the office, okay? And I was seeing four people a day, maybe six. And we were going broke, okay? And I said, okay, Leon, we're going to take responsibility for here's our dot on the map, 1801 Logan Avenue, Cheyenne, Wyoming, and we're going to take a two-hour radius. I'm going, to be, I'm going to take responsibility for the people in this area. Well, that included almost to Colorado Springs, mm -hmm. right? It includes up to Casper. includes over to past Scott's Bluff. Mm -hmm. It includes over to Rollins, April, okay? Two and two, two and a half hours. That's what it, that encompassed when I sat down and did this. This was December, um, no, it was January 2006, 14 years ago. And, I, and, I, and she, I said, are you in agreement with me on that? She had her hat to wear, I had mine. We dovetailed our responsibilities, so it was, I didn't get into her area. She didn't get into mine. That's another big problem in practices. Too many chiefs, none of Indians. <laughs> um, they don't know what role they're supposed to be playing to fulfill the ultimate outcome, which is what? Long-term wellness partner. Stay with me. I'm not changing. It's all about that, right? Mm -hmm. So um, we sat down and did that, and by August, within seven, eight months, 
uh, we were averaging 22 clients a day. And um, so, how did you do that? How did we do it? How, yeah. We built a practice with systems. Yep. Did you like do marketing and? Oh yeah. yeah. I do a. You know, I do a yeah, intro class. class. Yep. Yeah. Built it with classes. Okay. Yeah. Was it just um, basically word of mouth? Mm -hmm. I, I think that's what you were yes. trying to get. To did you like go knock on doors or? No. <laughs> <laughs> we offer classes. Yep. First and third Tuesday of every month. I have for 14 years. How did you get that information out to people? Yeah. Um, well, before the internet, it was existing clientele. Okay. They would bring people in. Uh-huh. Yeah. On that, that's what I mean. We don't ask. There's, uh, and I'm going to show you when we do our follow-up, the four most important reasons why to communicate with clients. Um, on that window, it's facing that way. It's called the share the care flyer. Every single person that walked through the door got to share the care flyer. We did from day one, whether they had a result with their headaches or their hormones or high blood pressure or not, we did from day one, we asked. Mm -hmm. You know people that need to hear what you heard here tonight. Don't try to explain it to them, just let me help you help them. Over and over and over and over and over and over again. It's kind of like Novocaine, just keep, it'll work. It'll work eventually, just keep playing with it. All right. Oh, there it goes, okay, that's enough, uh, it worked. The Novocaine theory, right? You just keep doing the right thing over and over and over and over and over again. When you're sick and tired of it, want to puke a coat hanger, guess what you do? You do the right thing over and over and over. It's called work. How'd you build a practice? It's called work. It's not field of dreams. Oh, if you build it, they will come. That don't work. Only in the movies. No. Yeah. Right? So, all right. If you dream, they will come. <laughs> yeah, they will come in your dreams. Yeah. Or the way to say that is, if you dream it, no, they're not coming. <laughs> so, um, following the right communication systems and patterns, that's the key. Making sure that people... So what happens, and I'm going to finish, because we're getting for the podcast, but when I... Um, some people don't know this story, and I'm going to finish with this because, like, we've all learned more from our failures than our successes, obviously. And when I came into clinical practice, November 1st, 2001, started my internship with my father, um, he had a very low-volume, high-fee practice. Big mistake. For me, not for him. He could do that. He could do that, okay? Here's the problem with a, uh, a low-volume, high-fee practice. It makes it very challenging for three things. Sustainable by the client. It eliminates or greatly limits their ability to refer and your retention stinks. Because of the cost. Yep. So when I knew, after working with him for a year, and I knew that I, I loved what this could do for people I did not love how we were trying to do it for them. So I love herbs and I love whole foods and I love dietary. I mean, I love the, the, the process of all the stuff that we know and love. We love that, right? And it's just amazing. It was the delivery system that stunk for me, not for him, for me. And is it because it was the time where he was doing it? That's all, that's, no, that's just how he knew to do it. He didn't know how to do it any better. But why did it work for him then? Because he knew how to do it, but it wasn't duplicatable. It's not duplicatable. If Minute Lube 
didn't do things the way they do, checklists, right? Here's all the things you're gonna get for a nice low fee. We can do volume of people and we'll make sure that we're covering that 37 safety points. Here they are, right? How could they have ever franchised that and made it so where every community in the country could have a minute loop? If it was $500 for you to go there and it took two hours. Could they have a business? Yeah. Is that a business model? Yeah. Does it stink? Yeah. Are there people out there skilled enough to drive that model? Yeah. It's like the breeze through car wash in Greeley. I don't know if they've hit Cheyenne. I think We've had two here. Yeah. So much a month. You yep. As much as it's you frictionless. Yeah. It's frictionless. Frictionless. Yeah. yeah. So that's... So he did not have a frictionless system. He got people healthy, got them well, they loved him. Wasn't sustainable, they couldn't refer, mm-hmm. right? And his retention stopped mm-hmm. because of it. And I knew that, and he looked at me one time. We were in 1807, we didn't have the rest of the building yet. We were in 1807 and he looked at me and he says, you know, one practitioner can only do about a quarter million dollars a year to see no son. So that's, you know, you're kind of maxed out at about a quarter million. You might hit 270,000 a year, but you know, one, one practitioner is about a quarter million dollars a year. He was doing about 228, 238, right? And it just didn't resonate with me that that was, it was the truth for him. But I was like, it just gnawed at me. It's like, no. So here's what the, the, the kick was. The flip of the switch for me was high volume, low fee. And as soon as I could embrace that, as soon as I could figure out a way, how do I deliver that now with all the things that we do? Because we had light therapy, we had foot baths, we had nutritional kinesiology, okay? We had a couple of services that we offered, okay? Just three or four, okay? How do I deliver a high volume, low fee experience that anybody can afford? I can keep them long term on their programs. They love referring more people to us, and it's sustainable and retention's high. And when we did that, and we started implementing that in January of 2000, need something? Nope. January of 2006, by August of 2006, we were on track for 480,000. So we doubled, basically. And uh, the last eight years, we've averaged well over 700 consistently just staying working part-time it's not part-time that's not a bad part-time job (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean you know and i don't say that to impress anybody but to impress upon you long-term wellness team people right people that want to be a part of a long-term wellness experience and that relationship that's the goal nothing else matters nothing else matters nothing else matters because everything else that you hope for to have happen falls into place when it's supposed to along that. You have to begin with the end in mind. You have to begin with the end in mind. You have to begin with the end in mind. We're gonna practice some of that. We're gonna, I'm gonna have you ask, answer some questions about your relationship with money. I'm very curious about your relationship with money so that I help position you to have a much healthier relationship with that resource after today, and you take that forward into your practice, and you'll see your practice will go. <laughs> happens every time. But you gotta have the main thing has to be the main thing. You gotta keep the main thing the main thing. Mm-hmm. So, for us, 
our heart and our goal and our desire is to help people. That's really what, I mean, the people sitting at this table right now, I mean, I know you well enough to know you give the shirt off your back. I mean, I just know it. I, just, I don't even question it. I can sense that from you ladies, right? Even though we just met this week, it's like, I'm gonna, I'll go above and beyond, right? But we have to do that in the framework of a real business too, right? And I'm, we're gonna talk in, in great detail about that, about your relationship with money, about developing maybe a, healthy, a healthier relationship with money, about understanding that there are blind spots and neglects regarding money, okay? We all have them, we all do, okay? And, uh, and identify those and get a different situation in place so that when you have a system that you start implementing, it just, right? You have that impact on your communities. How's that sound? Great. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's do it. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Practice Blueprint, the podcast. In order to get connected with us by way of Facebook or online or with our LinkedIn accounts, check us out at our website, countrydoctorwholesale.com. It's countrydoctorwholesale.com. There you can get plugged into a number of resources, give us feedback, ask questions, find out about future practitioner events, and be plugged into the Practice Blueprint Manual, which does provide over 20 hours of continuing education credits for practitioners that need it. It is a accredited national program with the ANMCB and the AANWP. So again, thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to catching you next time on Practice Blueprint, the podcast.